Welcome to the Boothin Podcast. Let's get it, y'all. Welcome to Boothin. This is a freestyle-oriented storytelling podcast. How that works is uh, basically I talk a bit about something from the present past or a contemplation on the future. I go back, I edit it down just a smidge. I make note cards with general topics discussed, or I use the uh, the show notes that I make, you know, leading up to the episode. And then I freestyle at the very end about it. Um... And that's how it goes down. Genuine off-the-top freestyles uh, every week. This is week 24, so there's there are a lot of them out there. And, um, and yeah, and I, I'm really enjoying the feedback and being able to, you know, collaborate with, uh, with my friends and help, uh, you know, present their art in a way that hopefully is, um, you know, beneficial or uh, flattering, maybe flattery. I don't know if people like. I know care about that. Uh, I, I just want to put what they do in a good light, and I want to put some of you onto uh, some of the artists that I'm fortunate enough to have in my life. Um, last week, we had a Halen Sykes exclusive. Uh, we had Chill Pills off of his new EP that's coming out. The week before that, uh, episode 22, we had a Sheem of Gold exclusive for uh, his album that's actually dropping this Friday. It got pushed a week. Uh, for whatever reason, but um, and that track uh, is Cold Crush. And this week, actually, we're featuring the uh, the music of Justin Soundwaves. And Justin Soundwaves is uh, well, he's just a, a pure soul and a sick musician, a great composer. So, um, after I kind of give you the rundown of what I've been up to this week, then you're gonna hear a track from Justin Soundwaves. So, uh, be sure to. Don't touch that dial. I used to think, uh, you know, I used to think morning radio was the epitome of um, celebrity. Uh, we used to have this station, the, the worst station name ever, Bob at 93.3. Uh, you know, they should have just called it uh, Bland Recurgitated Cow Cud into Your Ears. Uh, and I speak ill of it, but really it was the soundtrack to my, uh, to, you know, my morning uh, commutes when I used to, you know, ride to the clink, the clink, aka uh, that Christian school that I used to, you know, <laughs> that I used to get kicked around as a uh, super cool kid. Um, but yeah, that was like the highlight of my day. I used to hear. I remember. Um, they had uh, eventually had something called the Ace and TJ show. Anyways, uh, you know, I thought morning radio was it. I used to want to be. Uh, you know, a radio DJ. I even went on to do that once I got to Chapel Hill. Uh, I'll talk about that at some point. I, I uh, DJed at XYC Chapel Hill for uh, three years of my college experience. Probably my favorite thing I did in college. Um, probably. I think so. You know, most consistently. But uh, I remember my cousin and I, we used to, he had a little tape recorder. And now, 
if you were young, this is before, you know, this was right when we had the internet. This is when I got busted uh, for typing like, you know, boobs.com. This was before Google, right? Before Google, um, you know, you'd have to, you know, you have to ask Jeeves. And, you know, those of you who don't know, Jeeves is like a, a PG Wodehouse, uh, you know, mid-1900s <laughs> property, which for some reason uh, Silicon Valley thought would be appropriate to uh, to help us search. And it's a uh, Jeeves was an English butler. And eventually they rebranded to ask.com. But uh, search engines weren't all that. So we used to just type in. I remember, uh, you know, yeah, I got busted. I wasn't privy. There was no private mode either when I was a kid. Um, but, yeah, my cousin and I, uh, in those proto-internet days, uh, we used to record uh, on a little tape recorder. We used to make our own morning radio shows and uh, <laughs> and do, like, terrible accents. Probably Probably would get me canceled, you know, if I was a celebrity. Uh, you know, I remember I used to do like a Kung Fu guy, uh, you know, nothing malicious. It was just stupid. You know, I was, I was not a well-traveled individual. I was not, uh, you know, I'm not, I was not knowledgeable in the ways of the world. Um, and you know, if you had a tape recorder when you were a kid, I mean, they basically had a little piece of Satan just in your pocket. You know, uh, I remember my, uh, uncle, ex-uncle, Married in and out of the family. Fun bit of trivia there. Uh, he, I remember we were going to the beach one time. And we're, you know, I always, um, my parents were not Puritans, you know. Uh, I grew up listening to, uh, you know, the, the Beastie Boys, Prince, um, MJ, uh, Miami Sound Machine. You know, come on, check your body, baby, do the mamba, any longer. Uh, you know, that that type of stuff. Uh, but, you know, so my cousin and I, this was right before, you know, CDs started getting burned in my social circle. We were talking and my uncle goes, uh, you know, the uh, the Beatles, uh, they hit satanic messages in their music. They uh, <laughs> if you played the record backwards, it uh it had subliminal messages encouraging drug use and fornication and and worshiping the devil and uh, and uh Ozzy has it too and i just remember being i was you know i couldn't have been but 9 and i just remember thinking my god that is a miracle <laughs> that is that sounds like the coolest thing i remember wishing there was a way to play CDs backwards because we didn't. Understand. I was like, "How?" And he's like, "Well, we used to have these things called uh, turntables, and you'd uh, rotate the uh, vinyl backwards." And this was, you know, this was in the heyday of, uh, you know, the, the Salem witch trials. This was the last holdover from the right, you know, the uh, conservatives before, you know, there was a wave before the internet just blew. The uh the cultural doors off the hinges and force people to accept reality, and this isn't that this is not an anti god thing by any means. I just mean there is a certain staunch uh brand of conservatism, but that was holding out and uh you know Pokemon pocket monsters. It was representative of witchcraft, according to some people. I remember I went to a church when I was a kid. They talked about that. I knew some kids who couldn't do uh, Harry Potter, you know, because uh. It was witchcraft, you know, 
And uh, so all these things, yeah, and people wonder how we end up, you know, it's like, how did, um, you know, it's like, how did people from my generation end up giving birth to like a little peep or a, a little Zan, uh, you know, or a juice world or, you know, a ghost main. It's like, because it, these things were out, you know, very taboo for a, a certain, you know, we're in that Bible belt and that Bible belt uh, where, I, you know, I'm a North Carolinian. It was holding up a gut of uh, just awesomeness. So right above that belt, you'd look up and you'd see, you know, Harry Potter, you see Pokemon, uh, you know, and and again, my parents, they they were cool. You know, they were reasonable. Um, you know, they kept an eye on what I listened to, but I was able to listen to secular music. You know, first CD I ever bought, uh, No Strings Attached, NSYNC, baby. That that is a, still a slap that you see the uh, you know, the hipsters of your uh buying rare exclusive Urban Outfitters pressings of um, but I remember my uncle telling me that, and I just thought my god this is uh you know i want to be <laughs> i want to do that i want to be able to to do that i want to be able to listen to music backwards i want to be able to make music and hide messages in it i remember it's like a you know it's like an easter egg in the music and it was so appealing i i can't ex- i cannot stress enough how much it made me think wow the, you know these beatles guys must be cool and I didn't know anything about the Beatles. I mean, which I'm sure kind of infuriated him. My again, my parents were from the '80s, and they didn't listen to Wings, you know. Um, so I just I remember. So my cousin and I this kind of hops back over to this. Uh, we would have a tape recorder, and again, that was like having a little bit of the devil in your pocket uh, because you could record, and then you'd think, oh, do we sound like that? And I uh, I just remember thinking, if I can get on FM radio, if I can get on Bob 93.3, I'm gonna be a celebrity. But uh, thankfully, I uh, realized that or I found out through um, a swift face numbing boot kick of reality uh, to my, you know, my eardrums that disc jockeys as their full government name uh, make like 20 to 25 a year. And I just thought, well, you know, I could just play music and, uh, you know imagine i'm a dj (laughs) so that's how that came about and that's kind of what got me interested before i got new you know before podcasting existed uh before i had digitized music i was always interested in it i you know i put on little plays and uh and and that's part of why i like being able to do this is uh you know the ripples from things that uh, are seemingly you know, I'm not, I don't, I don't know if inconsequential is the right word, but for example, um, well, uh, there's an album that was recorded as a demo. It was sent to uh, a slime ball named Chris Clavin, uh, who's in a band called Ghost Mice. And they had this record label called Planet X Records, which put out, uh, you know, early uh, Andrew Jackson Jihad, I believe they had something on there. I don't want to be wrong. But I'm pretty sure, and I know against me, uh, you know, had uh, a album pressed by them. I believe it was Reinventing Axl Rose. So, um, anyways, uh, this guy sent a demo in, and it turned out to be good enough to become an album. That guy was Paul Baraboo. That album was his self-titled album. And this one event where he just thought he was sending a demo uh, into a label, 
create an album that affected me uh, and affected my life, my worldview, uh, affected what I thought, you know, a songwriter could be, what I thought uh, or who I thought a songwriter could be. You know, I thought there's only people with beautiful voices, with a well-polished production and, uh, the, you know, that album that was created kind of on a off. I mean, the guy poured his heart into the songs, but he just made this demo. Who would have thought, you know, that, uh, you know, he was a 20 something year old guy. He made a, a demo, sent it out in that, you know, uh, almost 15, about 14 years later that, uh, you know, I'd be sitting here talking about it and saying how it influenced my decision to become a songwriter. And yeah, I was an acoustic songwriter at one point and that'll be a different episode. I talk about it. But, um, you know, the little things add up and uh, I like this pod and I like to imagine that, uh, you know, I'm creating a ripple somewhere, you know, even if it's a ripple within myself to uh, create momentum, to create art, uh, building a platform, but creating a ripple that will, you know, create some sort of movement in someone else's life, even if it's, you know, not, you know, for five years. Um, and I just like it, I like being able to, to collab with my friends. And so that's kind of how I got here. But, you know, now here is the quarantine. And um, it's interesting. I'm about a month into it. And uh, I'm technically on break, um, you know, with my job. It's, there's a week break here. And, uh, yeah, but I still have this class, uh, this online class that I kind of have been procrastinating. Because, you know, if you go way back, I probably talked for like six episodes about my procrastination issues. <laughs> and, uh the the professor got rid of all the due dates just said everything's due by the last day of class got rid of some of the assignments and got rid of the final exam so you know a guy like me that just it, i was like all right well i'm just going to stop doing work for a little while and uh try to get my head straight and uh and so i decided i'm going to use this time to just crush some schoolwork so yesterday i just did all of the quizzes that were left in the class uh smashed on them cuz they're open book i mean come on and uh yeah, so I'm trying to be productive. I'm trying to keep my mind and my body healthy or uh, maybe get healthier. You know, you've heard me talk about it enough, uh, but I'm I, I'm doing the intermittent fasting thing. So if you can maintain uh, a sense of um, a sense of what you need to do, then maybe your mind won't wander. You know, it's kind of like these traveling uh, salesmen, these tropes in movies, these traveling musicians where they're out so they see you know the girl and they're you know giving them the side eye and that's how they get a side chick and they get a side chick for their side chick and eventually you know they're blockchaining uh you know ladies and uh and generating you know cryptocurrency in their heart but um you know if you sit around too much a lot of people are talking about the uh the covid 15 or the covid 19 that kind of is a joke uh, but, you know, if you're not busy, then, you know, you might start side eyeing that bag of Doritos or, uh, you know, you might start keeping a little, you know, a little bag of millet within your arm's reach and, you know, start shoving your face full. So I'm trying to be busy, going on a lot of walks, um, making lists, like I mentioned. And uh, actually, I went on a walk two days ago, this was, and uh, I saw this beautiful woman. And, you know, when you're a guy like me with the uh, the level of self-esteem that I have cultivated over the course of my near 30 years, you've learned that uh, maintain eye contact when you're not, um, uh, you know, when you're not like a top 40 type beat level attractiveness, you know, when you're an acquired taste. 
people don't like it. You know, people look, you know, it's either you're going to look away or they're going to look away. But there is no like locking eyes like you see in the movies or, you know, I've asked friends like, hey, how did you know she was into you? And they'll say, oh, we, we you know, we've been looking at each other all night. And that, that's what beautiful people they're They're so, you know, enraptured. They spend a lot of time in mirrors. And also when they don't have a mirror, they will just, um you know, uh, stare into the eyes uh, of another beautiful person. Um, and basically they're trying to kind of like uh, telekinetically, you know, place themselves into that gorgeous individual's body so they can stare at themselves. And, uh, and you know, that's part of what I'm really aspiring for. Uh, you know, the uh, the primary purpose of, of me trying to diet and, uh, you know, maintain my, my mental facilities is for longevity of my life. Uh, but also I wouldn't mind being able to, you know, lock eyes with someone and want to stare at myself in the, uh, the glorious glut of vanity. So I'm walking. I see this gorgeous woman. Uh, I naturally avert my eyes because I don't want to be a creep. And um, so I just look away. You know, it was right out the corner of my eye. She was standing in the yard. Then I look again and I notice um, it is a new statue. Uh, and this is a voluptuous mermaid that has popped up in somebody's <clears throat> yard sorry a little little burp burp up hiccup burp there and so i was giving a mermaid the side eye so that's about you know where my uh i mean but it, this is excessive you know mermaids if they're real and uh you know i mean citation needed uh but uh you know there was a like a, a mockumentary and i had a kid at my old job who was like swore up and down that mermaids were real they saw a documentary on the history channel. And I, I sadly had to break it to her that, uh, you know, it's, that's fake. <laughs> this was a, uh, is a hoax. Um, in that, uh, you know, the history channel has a lot of things that aren't history. Uh, and that was kind of like, uh, you know, taking Santa out of the chimney and pile driving him and accidentally snapping his neck instead of, you know, keeping up the show of the, uh, you know, the wrestling, entertainment and then you had to dispose of the santa body and then you gotta be santa and you gain a couple pounds and you know you gotta you know be santa while you're making tool time and all that anyways um so you know that aside you know mermaids aren't real as far as i know uh but yeah this was a you know it was just it was a very lifely, you know, whoever sculpted this thing was probably as lonely as I was as I was walking past it. So I walked down the road. I've been crushing these, uh, you know, like 60 block walks lately. And I get it's just about 10,000 steps um, on the way back. You know, my brain's toasting in the sun. I uh, I give the mermaid a second look. I'm like, eh, you know, what made me look in the first place? And uh, I'm kind of giving it the side. And this mermaid, it's ridiculous. It's like the mannequin, mannequins? Wow. Anna Paquin. The mannequins uh, that have, like, really pronounced nipples on them. That you, <laughs> It's like, why? This is not, you know, if you want the mannequin to be that act, just, just make a person stand there, uh, you know, on a block of ice or something. But, you know, this is, I mean, this is a, uh, it's ridiculous. And I, I mean, I was trying to be, you know, decent. Then I look away, and then there's a guy standing on the porch where the mermaid is, and he's giving me that look like, uh, you know, if you kind of quickly check someone out, if you're walking in the mall or whatever, or, you know, uh, the beach, and then, like, 
you know, politely, you know, but, you know, beauty catches the eye. You notice something and then you look away. Like I mentioned, you know, my self-esteem is, uh, you know, if, if it's steam, the water ain't boiling. You got what I'm saying? It's like a like a sun warmed cup of water producing warmth there. No steam. But, uh, you know, I look away and then there's a guy and he's giving me the look like, um, you know, like a, that a very possessive young boyfriend gives. Once you're about my age, most guys of uh you know, any magnitude of intelligence or common sense, I uh, realize like, whatever, you meant nothing by it. Um, but, uh, yeah. And he was giving me that look like, yeah, she's a beauty, ain't she? But you know, keep it moving hoss. And so that's where I'm at with the quarantine. Um, <laughs> anyways, let's go ahead and, uh, I'm going to play this song by Justin Soundwaves. Uh, Justin Soundwaves, he's a music producer He's a composer. He is a fantastic guitarist and, uh, you know, an audio engineer. And so I want you to be sure, you know, if you're in your car, turn it up, uh, throw on some headphones. I really recommend it so you can kind of catch all the neat little tricks. Uh, but this song is Hopi off of the album Flourishes. And uh, stay around because after this, uh, we're going to get to the Boothin hotline. We've got a couple calls that came in. So uh, let's get it. Justin Soundways with the song Hopi. Love that song. 
Again, that's Justin Soundwaves. He is a music producer, a sick guitarist, just an all-around great musician, a kind soul. Uh, one of the first people I met that g- genuinely did not have a uh, sense of uh, I don't. He, he's a, a truly a selfless person. Um, he would give you the shirt off his back if you needed it, uh, if you needed a couch to crash on. You know, always trying to share. You know, uh, a good joke. Always down for a jam. Just probably the first genuine free spirit I met, and uh, he's been pursuing music. Um, and I haven't seen him in a little while, but I'm hoping to make it to DC once this is all over. So, you know, hit him up. Um, I have a link to his website in the show notes, but it is justinsoundwaves.com. Um, again, justinsoundwaves.com. And if you go there, you will find links to his socials. He's doing a uh, like a fundraiser uh, for, you know, music in general. Because, I mean, these are hard times for everyone. But, um, you know, so if you have cash and you want to support an artist, uh, check out justinsoundwaves.com. But also, um, let's say you actually have a genuine need, you know, for uh, audio engineering, mixing, mastering. Uh, he, I mean, he does session work, uh, anything like that, production, hit him up. Um, he has a great album called Flourishes. It's really good uh, to throw on, you know, when you're cleaning the house, reading a book. I've been trying to do that a fair amount lately. So I really can't recommend uh, him enough. Um, so anyways, that's Justin Soundwaves. Um, so yeah, we have the hotline, the Boothin hotline. I, I want to come up with a different name for it uh, because uh, I'm a really big fan of uh, this past weekend and they got a hotline. So if you have any alternatives for hotline, hit me up, uh, Boothin underscore pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, or boothandpod at gmail.com. The number, if you have something you want to reach out to me about, is 910-718-4442. Again, that's 910-718-4442. Uh, you know, I'm not going to hop around it much. Uh, let's just get to it. And I'm still trying to kind of figure out the kinks for this um, because it gets a little noisy. Uh with going from the phone into a you know the aux into the interface so i gotta turn it up i don't know why it's popping up so quietly anyways uh let's get we got a couple calls this week let's get to uh let's get to this first one let's start off with a little light material here uh so again that's 910-718-4442 uh hey diddy it's journey um hey journey what's up man how you doing my motorcycle won't start uh that's about it love you take care all right i want to make sure i uh i understood that correctly and actually uh you know and and that's uh journey he's a, a beautiful soul um, and I actually rapped over one of his uh, compositions in a previous episode, but I want to make sure I understood what he is, uh, saying here. Uh, hey, Diddy, it's Journey. Um, my motorcycle won't start. Uh, that's about it. Uh, all right. 
Take care. And and I love you too, man. And, and that man has a beautiful head of hair. Um, beautiful. Uh, and just as a you know, it's a chill dude. But let's get to the phone call here. It says uh, so his motorcycle. Your your motorcycle won't start. I'm not gonna talk about you in third. I'm gonna address you straight on, eye to eye, baby. Don't look away. I'm locking in. Crocodile Dundee style. I got my pinky on my index. We're going toe-to-toe right now. Your motorcycle won't start, huh? You want to go on a beautiful ride, huh? You're quarantining, trying to get out. Okay. Well, look, I'm not mechanically inclined, but I will tell you this much. I understand. Uh, actually, I don't. I think I understand how, how you know, things work. Have you considered, uh, you know, jealousy? Huh? Yeah? You got a bicycle? Just start, you know, you know, hop on it in front of the motorcycle. Make sure the motorcycle's front-facing. Hop on that bike. You know, if you got a little, uh, one of them little bells, one of them, ring, ring, you know, maybe let that motorcycle know you mean serious business. And if uh, that bucko won't, you know, rev up, that you're going to, you know, you're going to be putting your, you know, your hind quarters, you know, sitting right on that bicycle's, you know, you know, that, that tush cushion. I mean, that might work. Um, also, some people are motivated, you know, by, uh, Verbal, I can't even make that joke. I was going to say verbally abuse your motorcycle, but nah, let's not, uh, you know, I, I don't endorse that. It, it's, a, you know, words, leave bruises in other ways. Um, But yeah, jealousy, that's my recommendation. Uh, If if you don't have a bicycle, let's say and you're still trying to make it jealous, Um, alternatives uh, could be revving your car engine beside the motorcycle. Also, uh, hop on let go or craigslist or one of those uh you know selling apps make sure you know maybe you're you're synced in if your motorcycle has like a bluetooth i don't know how these you know i'm just, cars have them why wouldn't motorcycles make sure like you make a call through like the the motorcycle bluetooth if that's even a thing let it know you're on the market and uh you know it might just be trying to quarantine from you you know it might be worried that your butt has coronavirus or something but that is my recommendation i think uh, a healthy do- dose of jealousy will get your motorcycle started. Also, uh, make sure you have gasoline. Uh, you know, that's just a, that's the, uh, is it plugged in? Okay, unplug it and plug it in uh, of the motorcycle world. And I wish I could help you more, Journey. But again, you know, it is what it is. And again, if you have a question like that, uh, it's 910-718-4442. That is the booth and hotline. I'm giving free advice uh, free 50. You know, I, I can't promise as for whether or not it is healthy, but, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's get into this one. Um, yeah, we got this call here. I thought this was interesting. So. Hey man, uh, this is Tan Just calling. Uh, I've got a fellow musician friend that's pretty strung out on the Kratom. And uh, and those of you who don't know, kratom is a uh, it's a legal uh, plant. It's like a uh, plant based medicine, um, kind of like CBD, um, but uh, it helps with like aches and pains. Um, sometimes people use it as a uh, like an alternative for opiates. Uh, it is legal. You can buy it, you know, in gas stations. Um, but, you know, it is all natural, but that doesn't mean it's not, you know, potentially uh, can cause a dependency. But that's what uh, what Kratom is. So uh, let's keep this call going. But 
you know, it's not a very well-known uh, thing, so. Hey, man, uh, this is Tan. It's Colin. Uh, I've got a fellow musician friend that's pretty strung out on the Kratom. Um, he's eating probably about, I don't know, probably about 50 grams a day. And now, now those of you who don't know, uh, you know, 50 grams of uh, plant matter, you know, Kratom, that's about like, you know, uh, I would assume it's like, you know, a hefty bag of Doritos worth, uh, you know, so that, you know, that's a good amount of, uh, you know, plant matter in somebody's, uh, you know, stomach lining there. Um, he probably spends at least an hour capsule this stuff a day, man. And, and just looking at some rehab programs, possibly, um, meditation practices, you know, maybe an ayahuasca journey. He just needs help, man, and um, I knew that you and your infinite wisdom. No, you know, for the record, uh, you know, I'm not a, a professional, and also I, I, you know, I'm completely devoid of wisdom, but I appreciate that you, you know, look up to me in such a way. But just for the record, I am an idiot. Um, would have a resource for this. So uh, anyway, man, look forward to hearing your answers, dude. All right, and that is a uh, a call from Tan. Uh and you know, this is a it's a touchy subject, right? Because even though it's legal, um you know, beer is legal, and I'm not comparing the uh the uh the, you know, potential harm of both of them, but you know, just cuz some, you know, you can drink water to death. Um I don't think there's a proven uh, you know, a kill point or whatever a lethal point for that stuff. Um, again, it is legal. I would say just look at it, you know, an hour a day is a lot of time, but um, it just depends on everyone's situation. Being friends with someone who's addicted to something is tough, right? Uh, addiction's an illness. I mean, that's scientifically proven. Genetic predispositions to preferring, you know, different substances is a thing. Um... And it, I would say if the kratom, or kratom as I've called it before, if it is serving as a harm displacement method, so if that energy, um, you know, spent uh, funneling into booze, into eating, uh, you know, junk McDonald's, um, if that energy would, you know, go into, you know, shooting heroin, uh, you know, doing pain pills, uh, then I would say, even though this is not ideal, and even though, you know, like you'd say, you, you want somebody to do some sort of meditation, uh, you know, just let them be, um, speak your peace, but, uh, you know, I mean, it's a, that's a tricky subject, uh, everybody, you know, has to evaluate their friendships, their relationships at some point, and, uh, you know, if you, uh, you know, if you're dealing with someone and you leave the situation feeling worse than when you went into it uh, repeatedly over time, I would say, you know, really uh, step back and do an evaluation of that situation. Uh, say what you need to. But uh, and also, I thought it was interesting. You mentioned a uh, let's see what, what was you said an ayahuasca journey. Those of you who don't know, ayahuasca journeys basically like when you go to South America and uh, go to a music festival in your mind and uh you know, kick it with some shamans and, you know, they give you like a spiritual, uh, you know, journey through, through ayahuasca. Um, 
I don't know that, you know, they say that helps. That I think, uh, you know, there's some interesting documentaries. But again, that's basically like going to uh, South America and going to, you know, like, you know, Woodstock 94 in your brain. Uh, music festival with no music. So um, I don't know if I'd recommend that. I'd just say, uh, you know, if they're really eating 50 grams of kratom a day, I mean, that's a lot. I'm probably very procrast- uh, procrastinated, very, uh, you know, stopped up, can't poop. But um, it is what it is. I'm sure they have the reasons. I'm not a doctor. So, uh, you know, you don't got to be friends with this person. But, uh, yeah, just be there for them. Um, yeah, so that is what that is. Let's see. We got uh, we got two more here. The hotline, 910-718-4442. That's the booth and hotline. Let's see. Oh, this one's a good one. All right. Let me make sure my volume is good. Hey, what's up, y'all, y'all? It's Samuel. Sending love from Asheville. Really love Hey, Samuel. Uh, I love you too, man. And I love Asheville. That's a, that's a very wholesome place. What you're doing with the podcast. I have a question for you since this is a music-related podcast. I'm trying to get a the audience a sense of your taste we got a basic question here you're on a desert island and you can only bring five albums which albums are you going to bring and why miss you man miss freestyling with you much love have a good night ah man i love you too and thank you for uh for hitting up the hotline sam and actually sam was featured on one of the earlier episodes some of his instrumentals uh, that's a good question. What um what albums would I bring with me uh to an island? <sighs> well, first of all, I want to say I miss you too, Sam. I miss riding around in my uh you know my piece of badonk donk excrement car and uh, listening to beats and freestyling with you, driving around the mall parking lot. Uh, I've known Sam since basically since he was you know a sperm with legs. He was involved in the uh, the Goldsboro, the boot. Uh, we spent a lot of good time at Bad Dog Coffee, which I'm sure I'll chat about on another episode. But uh, yes, I love you too, and uh, you know, let's you know, let's link up. I'm gonna make my way to the mountains sometime, hopefully to to kick it with uh, you know, them self help boys, and uh, then I'll have to you know hit the uh, the circuit of Asheville to see you, and I got a an old high school buddy out there. But yeah, five albums. I'll quit delaying here. Um, for starters, I'm gonna go up top with "Consider the Source," an album called "That's What's Up." I believe it was released in 2010. Uh, my favorite "Consider the Source" album, maybe just be—I I don't know why—but it, it just is. Everything they've done is great. I've seen that band about 30 times, um, and I can't recommend it enough. It's like instrumental jazz fusion uh with a taste of funk and metal in the mix uh it's really it's what something you got to see to believe it's a uh it's almost like i am almost a musical cryptozoologist for those guys because it's i uh ukulele bob and i are like fanatic fans just we don't shut up about consider the source and so uh yeah that album is definitely going to be in the mix um L1011, their self-titled album. Over the past two years, I've listened to that album, uh, or probably a year and a half, more than anything else. Um, it's perfect. It's instrumental. It's a duo. 
Again, I love to listen to it um, when I'm reading. I'm trying to do that a lot more lately. But um, the album, it is one of those uh, perfectly symmetrical albums. I can't explain. It doesn't have too much of any, you know, one witch away. It's not too much energy. It's not so chill that it loses your interest. The tempos are great. The musicianship is good. The uh, melodies are memorable, and that can be tough for an instrumental band to, uh, you know, kind of like consider the source, although they're very different bands. It's hard to not go into, you know, a gratuitous masturbatory virtuosity. Uh, so L1011 for their self-titled. Um, also, I'm going to go with Paul Baraboo, and actually, even though I mentioned his self-titled, uh, I'm going to go with his album Grand Ledge. That's his second album. It deals with a lot of these themes of like returning home, uh, feeling like a, um, a, I don't know, I don't want to say a failure, but it's like one of those things where you reach a point in your adulthood where you can't rely on anybody but yourself. Uh, you know, the things that used to make you happy might not even exist anymore, or you can't access them, or even if you do access them, they don't invoke the same emotional impressions. So you're just kind of trying to fill a void. So it has this sense of, uh, you know, displaced youth, uh, a sense of, you know, not knowing what's happening in the future. It's just a guy in an acoustic guitar. It is a total uh, slap, um, very short, and I can't recommend it enough. Um, And it's one of those albums that I just have, you know, so many of my friends have gotten into Paul Baraboo, uh, and that album I think is not as listened to as I would like it to be, but you know, he's left an impression on people. So that's my third, um, hmm. my fourth album would have to be 3001, a laced odyssey by Flatbush zombies. I'm not going to go too into the explanations here, but as I was thinking about this, um, and I had a list that I accidentally deleted, uh, I, you know, I want to kind of touch all the bases here for what my different moods would be. That's an awesome, uh, you know, concept album, loosely a concept album. But uh, Flatbush Zombies, they put on the greatest uh, hip hop show, one of the best shows I've ever been to, uh, but definitely the best hip hop show I've ever been to. It's uh, three guys out of Flatbush in New York City. Um, just absolute killers on the mic. Uh, bars for days, but the beat selection is fantastic. Uh, it's kind of playful in a way, you know. It it, uh, it expresses a a uh, mind state that's it's becoming more common in hip hop. You know, this kind of uh, uh, like a, it's like psychedelic rap, I guess I would say. But uh, it's definitely just a fantastic album, and it's fun, and it's very quotable. I got. You know, Shima Gold and I, we still quote some of the lyrics to each other. I'm part of a Flatbush Zombies group chat on a snap. And um, that album really, uh, you know, just gets gets you amped, but also can chill you out. I, I can't really explain it, except if you love lyrical hip hop, uh, go for it. Uh, so that's four. And hmm, the fifth one, I kind of was rotating. I was flipping around uh, back and forth and back and forth. But I think I'm going to have to go with London Calling by The Clash. Uh, that is an album I went to. Um, I went to this place called CD Warehouse. <laughs> I just realized it sounded like CD. You know, like, ah, don't go there. That place is CD. But CD Warehouse, I walked in. The, I told the guy, hey, man, I want your perfect summer album. I want the album that you listened to when you were younger during the summer. What? 
what album do you hear and you think of, you know, what do you associate with summer? It's inseparable. And I, you know, I would just blind buy used CDs with my uh, lawn mowing money um, when I was a teen. And, you know, my parents, my dad would, you know, drive me there and he was real cool. He wouldn't even always hover in the store. He kind of let me do my thing and he'd listen to, you know, talk radio or something in the in the whip. And this guy gave me, you know, the album London Calling by The Clash. And um, there's something about that album, uh, you know, even though it's British, it feels very sun-soaked. It's kind of joyous. Um, Joe Strummer, you know, he sounds about drunk the whole time. Uh, I think it's just his vocal stylings. But it's, it's kind of one of their a band, you know, they were a punk band. Uh, and they kind of incorporated elements of ska. Um, and... I don't know how else to put it. Reggae, Scott, you know. Um, and it's just, it's a sick album. So that's my fifth album. Uh, and yeah, thanks for asking that question. And wow, this episode is running a bit long. But, um, hey, you know, it's uh, it's quarantine time. And I got questions from the hotline. That's 910-718-4442. If you got any questions, comments, concerns, you know, if you lost your keys and you can't find them, Hit me up. This last call, um, you're gonna notice it's a little bit edited. Uh, <clears throat> my voice is cracking. Let me get a sip of this water. But um, I, you know, you'll notice. Uh, actually, I I run a pretty clean ship here. I might say, um, you know, dam or something. But uh, I am a professional, so um, I'm not trying to edit what you're saying. But also, I don't have the explicit tag on iTunes, and apparently. Uh, they can yank you off of Apple Pod if your content um, is deemed explicit. And so uh, this call, I did not know what to think of it, um, but uh, let's get into it. This is uh, this call is, I mean, it's really something else. It's uh, really leave you, you know, questioning your. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Let's just say this is a taste of uh, home. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, uh, that's about 50 seconds I'll never get back. <laughs> you got to trim up that intro, buddy. Yeah, you're right. And the intro is long, and I do need to re-record it. Um, but, hey, whatever. All right, let's, uh, let's let it play through. Yeah, uh, that's about 50 seconds I'll never get back. You got to trim up that intro, buddy. Anyway, uh, I got a buddy here who's got a problem with alcohol. He wants to tell you about it. There you go, buddy. Well, buddy, ever since my girlfriend left me, man, I just cannot. And I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry. It's tough to be alone and, and then to be even more alone. And, I, you know, and I'm sure you're quite a, you know, a beautiful gentleman. I mean, every night it's a fifth of Grey Goose, well pack of Budweiser, and I mean, hell, if that don't do me in, I'm headed back to the store drunk driving. But now I, I'm gonna stop you there and say I don't condone that behavior by any mean, uh, but I do think it's interesting. You seem to have a uh, a you know a preacher in the background there. I'm gonna pull it back. Uh, well, actually, I'm not going to pull it back because I'm going to have to edit this twice over. But you hear an amen and a holly, hallelujah in the back. 
Uh, I will say that's a lot of uh, alcohol to consume. Uh, you know, think about your liver. Even though you sound about 85, maybe, uh, you know, you sound like you probably smoke, you know, Newports for breakfast. Uh, think of that. So, People's lives in danger plus mine. And getting another 12-pack and, you know, a few bootleggers just to hold me over until I can get the liquor into me again. And Brother, I just need help. If there's anything you can do, please. Please help me out. Ain't that the truth? I wanted to comment on something, uh, kind of a sideline comment here. Uh, nobody ever talks about how much fun it is to drink and drive. All right, and that's where I'm going to cut you off. Or actually, that's where the, the call cut off. Maybe they drove into a tree. Uh, don't be an idiot, you know? Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to really say if, if you're really drinking that much, um, and you do genuinely, you know, I, I'm not a professional. I'm not a, you know, if you, if you want help, you need to go talk to someone and go to a meeting. Again, I'm no expert. I'm really not the source for a, you know, good behavior. I have, you know, food moderation issues. I have been tempted by booze plenty in my life. Um, but, uh, yeah. And if you are drinking that much, if you stop cold turkey, it could be potentially, uh endangering your life uh drinking is one of two things that can kill you if your body is dependent on it so be sure to consult a physician and i know you didn't really seriously want to answer but just um be careful again don't get a dui duis again in the 80s maybe people thought you know it was kind of sexy like uh smoking you know in the 50s dui was like the smoking of the 80s but now it's like, uh, you know, it's like a paper trail of herpes, really. You know, it's um, it, there's nothing uh, less sexy than, you know, having it put in the newspaper, on the Internet, with your face, with a mugshot, telling people, hey, uh, you know, I, I am too inconsiderate uh, to, you know, plan my actions, uh, you know, to care about the lives of others. You know, that's like going into the dating world just with open sores all over your face, just oozing pus out of your lips and leaning in for a kiss and then wondering why somebody pulls away. So, yeah, just be smart. Make good choices. Uh, again, the hotline is 910-718-4442. I appreciate y'all for reaching out. Some weeks we won't have calls, but I think it's going to be a rolling thing indefinitely. I'm going to go ahead and get the instrumental uh Boot it up, but thanks for calling the hotline, all you. And again, you know, this is just advice from an idiot. So um, take it for what it is. Uh, as the my favorite pastor I ever had once said, you know, don't hear what I'm not saying. All right, uh, let's get this instrumental going. Let's get to boothing. It's y'all, y'all, episode 24. I'm gonna pause, but I'm gonna leave them wanting more. I got some calls in the coming in the hotline. Even if they told me that it's on my time, I'm sipping my ties, but it ain't my dime. I'm looking at the mermaid walking down the street. She catches the corner of my eye. One day if I'm in the ocean, then I hope we get to meet, meet and greet, even if I smell it on a mermaid feet. Mermaid do not happy, man. I guess that they got flippers, even if they gotta tell me that they had. 
calling in the hotline, they're complaining about the liquor. I'm gonna have to tell you, think about your liver. Five albums that I'm spitting back with you. They're gonna tell me, try and get the bigger picture. My dad used to want a TV with picture and picture. They gotta tell me that I'm no longer a hipster. My uncle told me about the glory of the backmasking, man. I had to hear that song backtracking. I wanna be an evil musician when I grow up. They tell me that I'm never gonna rap until I'm blowing up. I'm blowing up already. I look like Harry Potter's aunt. Wait a minute, I'm just beat I flaunt. Uh. Walk around looking gaunt with the flow that I taunt. They're gonna say that the front is gonna not match the back. I have to tell them all that. Uh. My favorite albums I have on wax with these tracks. Inconsiderate, illegitimate, trying to get with it. This ain't no lyrical, spherical, flat earth, a miracle. They gotta tell you that, leaving them hysterical, historical. Ignoring you, I'm the oracle Replaced at the third movie with the matrix Flow unplugged from the base of the brainstem They're telling me to come back, swing it with my friends I used to talk about a time when I would take a walk To get inside the quarantine and try to uh, Back in high school, used to dance a song called Walk It All And then they told hit me in football field Used to tell me, walk it all I used to want to be a DJ on the radio But now this podcast will play me though By 93.3 when I see, even if it's even They gonna tell me that I gotta keep it like I'm Steven, she in love booth when I'm spitting the truth inside of the booth. I gotta get off the light in the roof on fire. I perspire, I'm just sweating. They got a method, they question. They gotta tell me that I'm like Wayne Gretzky, but I ain't giving no pucks or no hoops. Wait until I get inside your head with swoop. Killing the truth and killing the beat. They gotta tell me that I didn't receive, even if you gotta go for the beat. I thought the beat was clipping, so I had to pause. You ain't gonna catch his hands, man. I'm a dog. I'm bringing the pause, calling the hotline. I'm on 0718. 44, 42, when I come to split it with a hundred proof, 50% truth, 50% lie, I do not perspire, I'm gone before I even arrive, ahead of my own time, my watch is incorrect, they tell me I write a check, but really it's just a Venmo, when you ain't talking endo, listen to the beat fall, listen to it come back, I sound like Will Smith when I'm off of the track, ah alright, thank you. Uh, to Cody for the freestyle instrumental. Right now, you're hearing Self Help. They did the intro music as well. Be sure to check out their stuff uh, in the show notes. Uh, big shout out to Justin Soundwaves. I love you, man. Uh, JustinSoundwaves.com. Links in the show notes to his website and also uh, a link to his album on Spotify because I know a lot of you, the majority of the stat show, are Spotify listeners. I am y'all. Y'all, thank you to uh, for listening to Boothin. Again, if you have something you want to say, be, feel free to email me, boothinpod at gmail.com, on Instagram and Twitter, at boothin underscore pod, and uh, the number again, 910-718-4442. Until next Wednesday, we are Boothin.